Hello and welcome to Business Line Podcasts. We are delighted to introduce a brand new podcast series, People at Work. As the name suggests, it will look at trending human resource issues and is hosted by our regular columnist Kamal Karant. Kamal is a veteran talent specialist and co-founder of Xfino, a staffing solutions firm. In the first episode of the series, we have as our guest leading management thinker Shiv Shiv Kumar. Shiv is the group executive president corporate strategy at Aditya Birla Group. One of the big flash points at the workplace currently is to do with the issue of moonlighting on which Shiv has written a column in Business Line. A related issue is the mismatch in how employees and employers perceive work today. The former thinks in terms of gigs while the latter still thinking in terms of careers and career growth. This is a mismatch that Kamal has repeatedly flagged in his columns in Business Line. Over to Kamal and Shiv to discuss these two issues in more detail. Hi Shiv, uh, welcome to People at Work. Thank you Kamal, wonderful to do this for you. Wanted to ask you, where do you stand on moonlighting? Because I like the phrase in your column where you write that work from anywhere has become work for anyone. Employees from quiet quitters have turned into quiet earners. So, I just want to understand where do you stand when you say that. Yeah, so first, would I moonlight? The answer is no. Okay, so that's a personal stance. But I think I want to go back, Kamal, and see, whenever something happens, you need to go back to the roots of the issue and the genesis to understand what happened. And I think we must go back to about two and a half years ago when the pandemic started. After the pandemic started, there were a lot of layoffs, there was cut in salaries, there were cut in variable pay, etc. So I think in those two years, a lot of people asked themselves, what am I doing with my life? Okay, who has stood by me? Who is going to stand by me? What do I want? And am I really financially secure in an era where there is no job security? And I think after the pandemic, we are entering a recession where I think most companies are not hiring. Even the big tech companies in America are not hiring. So the news across the board is not that strong. So as a result of which, I think people are saying, I am on my own. My relationship with the organization is purely transactional. I do not want to be in an emotional relationship. At least 30-40% of people are saying that. And that's the reason why I think we are seeing what we are seeing today. Shiva, you know, I've been watching a lot of TV over the last two days and, you know, there's so many conversations around moonlighting other than what is going on in social media. And one thing that is clearly that is coming across is that this sort of moonlighting has divided people into two spheres. There are one set of people who possibly I categorize them as independent consultants, practitioners, uh, who are saying that it doesn't matter what people do after they're working us. Whereas large employers like Wipro or Infure, IBM took a stance, uh, you know, when you speak to them, they are saying that, you know, it is conflicting. Uh, is it possible to balance this going forward? Because the practitioners are clearly saying we need to look forward and come up with employment contracts which are one-sided to be accommodating what the millennials or the new generation of workforce wants. Yeah, that's fair. As I mentioned, Kamal, I think there are three issues to this, which is one is a moral issue, one is an ethical issue, and one is a professional issue. So for me, the moral issue is, would you do it without full disclosure? The answer is no. If your company did not allow it, should you be doing it? The answer is no. 
ethical issue. If the company has a watertight contract with you, which says your time is solely for the company, then you should not be doing it. Then you should go and work for a company which allows that. Even in companies which allow moonlighting, for instance, not 100% of employees will moonlight. So how will the company workplace policies evolve? There will be some people who will moonlight, some people who will not moonlight. Next, even from an employee point of view, your primary responsibility is to your primary job. You cannot be talking of commitment from the company if you are not committed to the company in your primary job. So at one level you are saying, I have a skill, I can maximize my skill at this point of time by doing two, three roles, one primary role, secondary role, tertiary role. If the company allows it, good luck and go ahead. But I don't think anybody is Superman. All of us have 24 hours and the more work you do on the side, the more you're going to drain yourself. It's not going to be easy. Never. Next, I think, the, you know, the moral stroke ethical question. Would we allow government employees like the policemen, like the taxmen, like others to moonlight? You and I pay taxes. Would we allow that? We might not allow that. So I think there is no easy answer. And I think if you expect the company to give you everything that you want, then you're expecting an individual employee value proposition. And that's very difficult. I think employees are pushing the boundaries, especially in areas where there is, you know, dearth of talent. And I think we'll come to some equilibrium. There'll be some companies who'll say, you know, this is not on. There'll be some companies who'll say this is on. Like, for example, work from home. Uh, some companies are saying at least some three days a week to work. Some companies are saying you can work from anywhere all six days. So I think it will be by sector, it will be by company, and finally the individual and the employer must find a balance. So you know, interestingly, we, we, we were talking to a few uh, head of HRs, uh, and uh, people are narrating their stories about how uh, people are working in three companies, and clearly, like you rightly said, you only have 24 hours, and they were able to find out that people were moonlighting, primarily because they found a work output dipping of these guys. Some of them were even being absent from their primary employer, if they can call that primary. So clearly, you know, it is it is uh, somewhere getting compromised because you're serving somebody else. So I guess, you know, I, I see what you're saying. One of the other interesting points in moonlighting that came out in some of these conversations, uh, Shiv, is that if you look at the employees who are indulging in moonlighting, they also work for large enterprises who also take care of their benefits, like insurance, Medicaid. Some of them even pay for the dependents, right? So if you're taking whole lot of these facilities which are beyond your work hours, in a way, you, know, you can, can you can fall sick, your parents are elsewhere. So if we are funding all these things, you know, you you cannot act even after eight hours. You know, how can you go and work for somebody else? Right, because you're taking these benefits from us. So in a way, you know, the co-employment thing that we are writing, you know, actually saying that you cannot do that. So that is a larger argument as well from employers. Yeah, so if I look at it, let me give you uh, two sets of data. The first is Microsoft has just done a date and a study where it actually shows the productivity of work outside of office or work from home or work from anywhere has actually dropped. This is a Microsoft study. However, the people who are going through this, the employees are saying, no, that's not true. My productivity is higher. So a large-scale study is actually telling us fundamentally today that working outside of office is actually low on productivity. 
Now, working outside of office has its challenges. For example, it has relationship challenges. If you are not meeting people regularly, your social skills will drop over a period of time. It is not, your social skills will not stay at the same level. Okay, there will be some of the skills that you need to develop like communication, like, you know, listening and things like that. So, I believe this whole trend is starting because of the pandemic, because of work from anywhere. Next, the point you made. I think people are seeing, you know, a company as, uh, you know, uh, a company today has a buffet of offerings for employees. The employee is saying, I want the buffet, I also want an a la carte. Okay, I'm fine with your buffet, it's good, thank you, you're taking care of my parents, you're taking care of my spouse, you're taking care of the education of my kid, etc. But over and top of this, I want this, this, this also, which is specially suited to me. And I think that cannot work over a long period of time. If this is happening to large companies, then what do you think will happen to medium-sized companies and small-scale companies? They have to bend backwards in order to keep talent. But as always happens, these are faces. People will outprice themselves on the market. They will take a haircut. They'll come back into the mainstream. And finally, whether we like it or not, companies will finally reward people who have been loyal to them. It's only a natural thing. You and I cannot debate that. Okay, so I think in the end, loyalty will win out. Loyalty plus skill plus capability. Today, what people are saying is, my skill is more important than loyalty. I don't you know, really worry about loyalty. So that's where we are today. Absolutely, absolutely, Shiv. In, in my column, you know, today, Shiv, I, I, I wrote about, uh, you know, how organizations can align to this changing, uh, you know, lens of workforce, especially when it comes to how long they want to work for an organization. And clearly, you know, one of the studies that we looked at is, uh, you know, we looked at about 152 CXOs and their average tenure. Over the last, uh, you know, three years, you know, when you look at their tenure, 60% of them had uh, less than two years, of, you know, in their uh, overall tenure. And it seems like it's not just the youngsters, the millennials, who, who want to possibly, you know, go on change jobs frequently, though possibly they are doing it at a, at a phase of one to two years of their experience levels. But it seems that even leadership team is on the move constantly. With that kind of a churn, and we all know that, uh, you know, when leadership churn happens, it, the, the time taken to hire and the time taken to transition uh, is, is, is quite, uh, quite lengthy. In that context, should organizations now start hiring people for a gig? Uh, is it possible to hire people for, let's say, a gig? Or can a role be converted into a series of gigs? Uh, is, is a question I'm raising. What do you think, Shiv? Yeah, so I think uh, you raise an important point. The basic reason is, in 1935, the average age of a company was 90 years. In 1960, the average age of a company was 60 years. Today, the average age of a company is anything between 12 and 18 years, depending on which data source you look at. So I believe there will be two streams of companies. One will be the legacy companies, 70 years old, 100 years old, etc. It will be slow but steady path, will not have high excitement, and it will be like that. On the second hand, you'll have, you know, companies which are 10 and 15 years old, high excitement, high entrepreneurship, either they'll die on their own or they'll be bought out or they'll be merged or something like that. So what we are seeing right now, thanks to digital, is what I call permanent transition. The world is in transition. Every industry is in transition. Every company is in transition. 
Okay. So employees are asking themselves, if the world is in transition, what do I need to do? I think we will see more contract employees. I think we'll see more gig employees. But when you see that, I think organizations have to ask themselves, I put out a purpose, I put out values. Now suddenly, my workforce composition is not 100% in my control. So what do values and all these mean to a gig worker or a contract employee or whoever it is? How do I get them to align to my way of thinking so that they can deliver to the customer experience as per my requirements? So I think we'll see a big flux and uh, I think you'll see very different types of employees and very different types of, uh, you know, conversations. So you're absolutely right. There is churn at the top. Why is there churn at the top? There is a lot of flux because of digital business models, okay, revenue management challenges, profit challenges, and employee challenges. Today, the average employee does not respect 10 years of your, your experience or 20 years of my experience. So gray hair does not have any value. What they want to know is, is Shiv relevant for tomorrow? Can he add value to me? So there's immense pressure on senior, lead, senior leaders to reinvent themselves, to stay relevant. And unfortunately, most senior leaders are talking from experience which is 10 years ago, which does not hold in today's times. So senior leaders are themselves in a flux. And if they don't reinvent themselves, they don't have any choice but to keep changing jobs every two, three years. Absolutely sure. You know, I, you know, I, I go on to, uh, you know, propose that, you know, that we were always uh, hiring based on which brand people came from, you know, so you work for Marquee Brands, you know, Nokia, Pepsi, Navadita Bella. So, you know, we always like to have people from large brands and the role that they worked in was a critical uh, component where we considered people to hire. The industry also mattered though, you know, we always also hired people from other industries as well. And of course the money, you know, we, all of us have finite budgets where we hire people. So we looked at, uh, you know, the brand role, industry and money while hiring people. And right now we are in a phase possibly that we end up hiring people for a particular gig. And is it possible, can organizations create frameworks Towards that, please, uh, I think for organizations to explore. Wonderful having you uh, on People at Work, uh, Shiv. Look forward to these conversations going forward. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much. That was a fabulous conversation. If you like what you heard, do share the link. Check out our site, thehindubusinessline.com and watch our videos on youtube.com backslash thehindubusinessline. That is youtube.com backslash thehindubusinessline. Thank you for tuning in. You'll hear more from us next time.